the only way is to like test and show the data to be like, hey, this is actually working. It's not a strategy. It is a tactic. It can be a part of your content buckets if your audience likes it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, joining me is Chi Tukral. She is a social media professional working over at HubSpot. She's also got her own agency. She lives, breathes social. And we talk about a lot today. We get into to meme or not to meme, how she and her team evaluate the risks of memes. Also looking at really the time that you have to get in on a social media trend. Yeah, we go through that. And we just talk a lot about sentiment, themes, how to execute campaigns, some of the interesting stuff that her team does with regards to approvals and legal. I think you'll like it and you'll get to see a little bit behind the door and you'll get to see a little bit behind the closed doors of how a company like HubSpot runs their social. All right. But before we get into this, this podcast is brought to you by the agency Cave. That is our agency where we help companies grow with social media. So if you need help with community management, organic social content and strategy, or performance creative and media buying, head over to cavesocial.com where we live, breathe, eat all things social media, and we would love to help your brand there. All right. Now relax. Sit back. Let's get into this episode. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm pumped to have you on. I know you just moved to Toronto, so I got to give my shout out, you know, to The Six, to Drake, all of the Canadian, you know, artists and people from there. Uh, big shout out. But I want to know if you have a favorite coffee shop yet in Toronto. I think I do. I love Balzac's. I think they have this thing called Canadian Cappuccino. It was so simple as a cappuccino with maple syrup, but that just blew my mind. So that one I'm biased to. And I also really like Deneen because their decor is just gorgeous. But yeah, those are my two, I would say two favorite coffee shops. I love it. Toronto's got some great places, especially for if anyone wants to go and set up and work for a little bit. I think that the city is built for it. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So I read this interesting story. I saw that you actually attended Inbound. And you attended just as a guest, you were there and you ran into Darmesh, one of the founders, and you ran into him. I believe you were asking where the bathroom was. And, and then he told mm -hmm. you, but then you, <laughs> you came back a year later and ran into him again and you were actually working for the company. I guess, tell me that story. What happened? A little bit of that serendipity that led to that second encounter. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite stories. It's like a TikTok sound. Oh my God, I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I was laid off and I was then freelancing. And as a freelancer, part of my jobs or my projects was contributing for ad weeks. I used to write very often for them and report for them. So I went to Inbound to represent ad week as press last year. That's where I met Darmish for the first time. I was actually interviewing their marketing leadership. One of them is this wonderful lady called Amy, who's also my current boss. We hit it off really well and I interviewed these marketing leadership people at HubSpot. I was like, okay, great. And I really wanted to go to the bathroom. And I saw, like, I had no thoughts other and it's a huge venue so I had no thoughts I was like oh my gosh I just need to figure out where I'm headed 
in this right direction or not. And I saw this man coming like at like towards me and he seemed to know where he was going. So I'm like, I'm so sorry. He just really quickly tell me where the bathroom is. And then it hit me like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm literally asking the founder, this billionaire, it amazingly intelligent person where the bathroom is. And he goes like, yeah, sure. It's right there. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. The public version for that story, because it's so embarrassing. It's like, I asked him where the snack room was because there was also a snack room for the press. But in reality, it was very much like, where's the bathroom? And then I was like, I'm so sorry. But, you know, would you mind taking a really quick picture? I feel like that would just like make my audience on tour is so happy everyone loves you and he was like yeah of course and we hit up like we did a little chit chat like where are you from in india blah 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 where are you now and he goes like all right see you around i'm like okay same completely forgot about this interaction like in the sense of like it's not something i think it's not my roman empire and i <laughs> went back i went back this year as an employee and th- one of the people i interviewed for the leadership piece hired me amy and it was so funny. And I told her this story too. I'm like, that is so crazy that I literally interviewed you last year as press and now I'm working for you. So it was very surreal going to this inbound. This is also my fourth inbound, but the first one as an employee. So it felt like a very full circle moment in general. And these are long days for attendees and even longer for anybody who works at HubSpot. So we're doing like 12 hour days, sometimes 14. And I was in my sweats, like just getting a nightcap at the hotel lobby, calling it a day late at night. That's when I saw Darmesh also walking towards the bar, probably also for a nightcap. Who knows? And I was like, hello, do you remember me? And of course, I didn't expect him to say yes, but I was very surprised when he says, of course I do. And I'm like, I asked you where the bathroom was last. And he was like, yeah, now you work for us. And I'm like, you know that? I was like, damn, you really stole my punchline there. And he goes like, yeah, I know your tweets. I see you on Twitter. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's one thing for like the person who literally founded this entire insane tech company to know that you work from him. The, the, it's a whole other thing for him to know your personal Twitter as well. Like I should post there so often. I tend to forget who's watching. And like, keep in mind, like this is a billionaire. Like somebody at that level knows you by name. You're just like, oh my gosh, I hope he finds my jokes funny. But that was very certain. I'm like, oh my gosh, should we recreate the picture from last year? And he's like, absolutely. And then that's what we did. It was very, very full circle. Apparently my boss was super thrilled to hear that he remembered that. That means I was making an impact. And yeah, it was just very fulfilling because it started from me being laid off and running into him asking for bathroom directions to working for him and like having made enough impact in my first three months for him to be able to connect those dots. I love it. And for the listener who's wondering, or hasn't heard of who Darmesh is, they are the he is one of the founders of HubSpot, a massive, I mean, CRM website, sales tool, you name it, they do it. Yeah, that's so cool. I also think and want to say a testament to you on one, you know, going there and using Adweek as a vehicle to shake hands. A lot of times, and listener, you can do this as well. Go volunteer to write for someone. If you have expertise, volunteer to write and you can get a press pass to events. And it is the fastest way to shake hands with people. It is such a code for conferences. One, it gets you past the like, whatever, say it's a $2,500 event. It gets you past that. Two, it gets you 
your own, like you said, there's a room for snacks, usually for press. It gets you interview slots with the decision makers, the people there, and then they'll remember you. And it's like, it's such a cheat code. So anyone who's listening and is thinking about that or wants to get into a conference, and if money's an issue to get into conferences, look at other ways outside of the, uh, the mm-hmm. price, whether volunteering at the conference or looking to be media, because I think that's a a really smart way yeah. to do that. I mean, we also got the chance to meet Obama. Like in what world would I have been able to be in the same room as him? He was one of our keynote speakers at Inbound last year. But before he went on stage, he like came to the press room, said hello to everybody. It was like 15 seconds, but like how many people get those 15 seconds? So that I fully agree with you. Pitch your ideas to any publication. See if you can get a press pass based on that. Most of these publications might not pay you, but that's a free ticket to an event. And you get to meet, like I said, many people who may be your future bosses. Like I met mine. I had no idea she would ever hire me or like there's anything open even. So I agree. That's a great cheat code. And in terms of like, again, remember I was laid off. So I was not in a position to like just fly to conferences. I got a free ticket as a creator. I hit up Alaska Air to fly me out to Boston. So I also got my ticket. My flight tickets calmed in that way. It is a lot of work, but there's always ways around it. Brands are always looking for UGC. Publications are always looking for like industry voices instead of like just their writers. So definitely try it out. Like pitch yourself hard. There's, there's no harm in it. I love it. Yeah. It's wild what will people will say yes to. So I absolutely love that. Now, moving on a little bit, a year later, you're working at HubSpot, you're in social. I want to talk about something we talked a little bit about off air, and that is to meme or not to meme. And that is the question. People have opinions on it. I have opinions on memes in brand social in particular, not personal social media. But I want to hear what you think or how you approach you know, memes, meme creation, etc. Yeah, with work and with brands. I love this question so much for real, because like I said earlier, I should post a lot on my personal and I was hired for this role in specific, but also otherwise for the ability to make these jokes on the fly. I think like meme making memes is a skill that is like just laughed upon or not taken seriously, but it points to a much larger skill set, which is humor. Humor is not something that can be taught. It is something you already have. And then to spot a trend and then to tie it to the brand and really turn it into a joke, like to other people look like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's just a silly little trend, but it's a skill set that truly cannot be taught. Which is why only a few brands are actually good at memes because it's coming from somebody's personality on the team. Like whether somebody who's chronically online like me or just someone who has a great sense of humor. For HubSpot, that was never the case before I joined. Memes were never, like they did not exist on their page at all. Never something they dabbled in, never something they thought thought about. And then I joined when the Barbie movie came out. So I pushed for the leadership to try a Barbie meme just to test it out. And that went viral in a way that the brand has never seen before on their social, like not even with celebrity names, not even with like keynotes from the founder. So that was like a big 
proof for them like oh so this can actually work the hard part about that is that it's an uphill battle it's hard to prove what would work what wouldn't it's a lot of like experimenting when it comes to memes and most of the times it's also based on your gut feeling or your intuition so it's really hard to like bottle up that humor and explain it to them the only way is to like test and show the data to be like hey this is actually working that meme in particular the numbers for that post alone were greater than their last two months data combined so that spoke volumes to them and they're like okay let's test it out and that's what i continued doing kept pushing kept testing a couple of them I posted, they were doing great, went viral, then were taken down because somebody on the team in the larger team had a problem with it or legal came after it. So RIP to some memes that were posted, taken down or just never posted in general. What I do see is a lot of marketers go like, oh, brands should not lean into memes. Like it's not a strategy. And I agree. It's not a strategy. It is a tactic. It can be a part of your content buckets if your audience likes it. So our audience loves it. Why should we not give our audience what they want? And if we have a way to tie them to brand, even better. So I feel like that is something worth testing and trying and including in your strategy if it works for your audience. And meme culture is taken lightly, but I do think it's a very important skill set. Like it can be taught. So that makes it like very, I don't know, very unicorn to me. Yeah, I think you have to have somebody who's like you said, in touch. I don't think it's scalable. I don't think you can have the whole team doing it. I, you can have the whole team trying. You have to spend so much time online to know what's appropriate, mm-hmm. what's not, what the culture is saying, what the culture is saying is like, that's tacky, that's played. Okay, this is still in, we're ahead here. Now, you know, how do you approach approval process with that? Are you involving legal, you know, in that before you send it out? Are you going and then legal's following up after? Because to me, I don't have a problem with the like, people look at it and go like, oh, that's a lesser form of creative. You should be creating your own content and all of that shit. That's like haters who hate on Canva when Canva can make the same thing as a Photoshop. Now, that's just people being a hater. But I definitely have genuine concerns around legalities and like brand risk. So how do you balance or approach that side of the equation when it comes to, you know, the legalities of using, yeah, you know, the latest meme, for instance? So that as a celebrity... That is definitely like an IP risk. And then instead of doing a yes or no, we have a scale. Like how risky is it? Like it's if it's Taylor Swift, like we're not doing it. It's like a straight 10. But if it's like a smaller, like a TV celebrity that went viral, like a meme format, like sure, we'll do it. It'll, like music, that is something we definitely stay away from because it's even like less about the celebrity or the artist suing us but it is more about the platform penalizing us as a brand whether it's with Dakma rice or like just taking our content off the platform so music is something we fully stay away from meme formats like we try to lean into as much of like generic meme formats that already exist and make sure like we're not really doing anything that has never been done by a brand before then for example they're projects with like Barbie, where the brand itself is loving the memes that are coming out from the entire movie promotion. Like Barbie did not go after any brand using using the memes or like using their characters or their name in, in general. But that's not true for Taylor Swift. So it's a sliding scale. With every trend, we sort of like do a quick risk assessment. We try to see if other brands are jumping on it. We try to see like how much of a risk it is. In terms of legal, I would say... I personally 
don't go to them. Like I'd rather post and then take it down later if we have to, than not like then go and like change things and like make it really branded and like really wordy or whatever. And I have taken things down. So it's like not like they don't come after me, but my director is very social first. So I do run it by her. She has a great like gut check uh system where she goes like okay this we can get away with or this i can push back and like you know let it stay up for longer if anybody comes after us or this will not work at all but let's put it up anyway so for the system i try to do it as authentic as it can be to my process which is both a great Thing and not a great thing my boss definitely has to be reminding me like follow the process put it in the sauna I don't know. as a creative it's really hard because like sometimes you get inspiration and like the timing is right for example we had a happy q4 post that went viral on linkedin that came to me like that very morning and i put it out there like there was no time for me to go to approval right. and wait for someone i just put it out there and it did really well so sometimes i get away with breaking the rules i will say i do it pretty often there are a lot of times where i possibly like, just follow the fucking process <laughs> i put it in a sauna please write it to us so any big meme that involves like celebrity or like a big trend definitely run it by her smaller things that are text-based where i'm like i can get away with this because i know i'll do well <laughs> so it's like if it, if the numbers are good nobody can like really say much so that's kind of how i approach it yeah i think it's weighting the risk i think that's a good point there on weighting the risk of is this company sue happy right dude with sign they sue everybody okay there's risk with that taking that dude with sign and doing something like that the jenners are gonna say like sometimes and then music of course the brands have gone and i'm a full stop with the music the brands have gone off the deep end fully breaking the law and like it's just a matter of time before Sony Sony sends over a lawsuit because I'm like, oh, absolutely, and I'm like, Kanye West did not endorse this this product. Um, yeah. So I'm my personal opinion, not a lawyer, not legal advice is yeah. If it's a meme format that's been used for 10, 15 years, it's a stock photo that you know has been made into a meme. Cool, those can play all the time, and you can just take whatever's happening in pop culture and insert it into those memes without running the risk of, yeah, putting your product in Taylor Swift's hands and running that as an ad, yeah. trying to pretend that she's like, you know, eating your popcorn or whatever, like stuff like that. I'm always like, oh man, I just, I see it. And my like brand social side of me, I'm like, oh, that is just such an unnecessary risk. And people are just going to remember Taylor Swift, not your brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's very true. I mean, I have spot too with the last Chiefs game. We had our campaign go live for sales hub in Q4 doing that Chiefs game. We had an ad spot and we had a big band, like sponsored banner. And it was a game that Taylor was coming at. So we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to get all these eyes on the HubSpot ads. And like, what if we get a shot of Taylor with HubSpot running in the back? There is such a tiny chance that will happen because her team will never allow a picture of her with a branded ad to be cir circulated like just like that. However, knowing that she was at the game and that we had an ad, even if we didn't get a picture, it was my task to draft like lazy copy. So I had to draft like say 20 tweets and none of them could reference Taylor, could not reference their lyrics, could not reference Travis Kelsey, could not reference NFL. So it was a really good exercise. And I feel like that is also an important skill for like marketers to have like, how do you still make the joke or make tweet or make content while staying within these guidelines? Because that is truly like, 
a great exercise. Like you should be able to challenge your brain creatively. Anybody can make the jokes without guidelines, but how well you can do it within those guidelines is a really good test. And they asked for 10. Me personally, I was like, okay, let me see if I can come up with 20. And I did. And all of those were approved by legal. They all like made it. They were all great. Unfortunately, we were not like, we didn't really use them because it was all about Taylor and it felt too try hard in that moment because we never really got a picture with her and our brand. But what we did was use all that copy to engage on TikTok for ESPN with ESPN. So uh, there's another way you can use it. So this exercise is always so important. Like content does not go to waste. Always try to find ways to repurpose it and make it a community management thing if it doesn't fly on the main. But yeah, I think it's a great thing to keep in mind. Like it's not always a bad exercise when people tell you like these are the roles like play within this like okay that's fine yeah it's it's interesting even when you're saying like in that instance right you can't mention a bunch of stuff the nfl has crazy licensing you can't mention anything with them okay so now you got to think about what's the spirit of the event what's happening and i was actually talking with lauren on lauren on our our agency side and she was saying she's like you know brands wishing happy new year is lame because it's like all day they're just happy new year happy new year however taking and nobody remembers the brand however taking a theme of new beginnings in a new year and spreading that putting that theme into your messaging for the first week of the year because you're actually going to speak to the sentiment and what people mm-hmm. are saying is a way better yeah. way to utilize the event okay thanksgiving let's think about what's actually going on and what people are thinking how long do you stretch I guess, you know, kind of thinking of that idea, how long are you all running campaigns on social for or stretching an idea or repurposing content for? Is it pretty free flowing? Is it, hey, we have this plan for a month? Is it a week? I guess, how much content are you putting around certain themes? We definitely try to stay within the trend window. We also work with an external agency. So sometimes just because of processes and the turnaround time taking too long, we try to be like, yes, we can actually hop on this trend while it's still trending. And if we feel like we can't turn around that fast, we're like, no, we shouldn't try to hop on it and just like post later. I feel like if you can post in the window, do it. If you can't, like, don't push it. There's something that's always going to be trending, but there's no point in like trying so hard to hop on a trend and then being late on it. It's never going to land. So yeah, do it in the window or like, don't do it at all. Like that's kind of how we approach it. If we're looking at like timed or themed trends, obviously for like holiday stuff or like things we are, we're no are certain about, like, spooky season thanksgiving or christmas for those things or summer even we plan in advance so try to make sure like we have just enough stuff going out we also try to keep like pockets open for like last minute stuff or like trends that come in later but yeah i would say not to overthink it if you can turn it around real quick then hop on it otherwise like it's totally fine like you don't have to hop on every trend is a rule that i fully follow like if it's feeling too hard don't do it it's probably not natural. Yeah, I think that's good advice too. The uh, don't try hard. We don't need to pass it on and double it six months later after <laughs> after <laughs> a trend has played its course. Chee, thank you so much uh, for coming on today. Now, for anyone who wants to connect with you online, where is the best place they should head to? I would say both Twitter and Instagram. I'm on both posting very frequently and actively. 
I just say Instagram also instead of just Twitter because you don't know where the platform is going or what's going to happen to it. So I would say if you want to stay in touch, I'm very active on DMs. I'm always around, always ready to chat social or not. So those would be the two platforms to like get my attention on or just like be friends on. I love meeting new people from the industry. Awesome. I will put links to both those in the show notes page. Uh, Thanks again for coming on today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Hit like, share, subscribe, and I'll catch you next time.